All right, folks, we all experience certain levels of discouragement at different points in our life. I know I do. I know Katie's experienced discouragement, and pretty much everybody that I've ever met in my life, at least adults for sure, have experienced some level of discouragement. And Katie and I really are trying to grow in our ability our ability to identify the discouragement before it really takes root and starts having a very impairing impact on our life. And we're going to talk about some of the tips and tricks and kind of hacks that we use to keep ourselves from spiraling out of control in a very negative way. And so when we feel ourselves spiraling, we kind of implement some guidelines and some and some actions. And we're going to share those with you today. If you folks enjoy this podcast, we would love it if you subscribed to our podcast. So that way you're able to get notifications on when we post a new episode. And uh, we'd also love it if you're able to leave a rating or a review. You folks have been so kind and generous and leaving such encouraging reviews, especially recently. I mean, well, not not just recently, oh, since we started this podcast, but we've gotten just a flood, it seems like, of really encouraging uh, reviews recently. And we're so grateful to all of you that have taken the time to do that. So thank you so much. Hey, I'm Elisha Voper. And I'm his wife, Katie. Katie and I both grew up in big families that were fun, impactful, and relationship-rich. Now that we're a family of our own with two young children and our third on the way, there's nothing that excites us more than seeing what God can do through the family unit. We're so excited that you're joining us on this podcast as we dive into what the Bible says about marriage, children, parenting, money, sex, careers, roles, and so much more. Katie, are you ready? Let's go! conversation because we like to take you guys along with us on what we are currently learning in the moment. And also we're having this conversation because when you're in a funk or you're trying to get out of a funk or you're on the tail end of a funk, you don't really feel that motivational. So Elisha and I are taking you along on what we're going through, like right now, real time. And I think that this is partially because we just came home from a trip to Chicago and it was just, it was a business trip for Elisha, and Louie and I went with him. Leon and Lucy stayed at Elisha's parents' house, and it was just pretty exhausting. There were just a lot of decisions to be made, just like what restaurant we're going to, or for me, that's just exhausting. I find that I'm, I'm finding that I'm not the best traveler. Well, and not only was the trip itself rather exhausting that the few days really the week leading up to our departure was action-packed and really just exhausting and so we left we left for chicago very depleted i mean we slept probably less than three hours the night before we had to leave for chicago yeah we were there were so many deadlines before we could take time off to go even though it was a business trip i know i had to hit a lot of deadlines elisha was trying to finish stuff up at the office and we've We've told ourselves this so many times, Elisha, that we need a rest day before we go on vacation. Yes. And we need a rest day 
afterwards because it doesn't really feel like vacation when we're on vacation. Yeah, it's like this, we need to recover. And this wasn't even intended to be a vacation. No. So we should have known even more so. It's true. To, to plan those days of rest on either end. And the other thing we need to keep in mind is don't take red-eye flights or flights where you have to get up at like 2 in the morning when you're going to bed at midnight. That's a good point. And, I mean, not to prolong getting into today's, I guess, discussion and the points that we've written down, but going back to probably our worst fight of all time, and I'm sure you folks have heard this You guys before. know it was in Cabo. <laughs> yeah, it was in Cabo, and it came after a red-eye flight where we didn't yeah. sleep at all all night and we were flying. And you know, I was legit getting nervous on this trip because I was starting to feel some of the exact same feelings I had at Cabo. Like I looked over at Elijah and I was like, this feels really similar. <laughs> but thankfully we knew yeah, what led us to that place. So yes. we didn't go down that yes. that route. Yes, thank goodness. <laughs> and here we are on on the other side. We got back, uh, I guess two days ago now or a day and a half ago. Mm-hmm. A day no, half. last night. No, no, two nights ago. Sorry. I don't, I don't know why I had to just process that verbally. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> uh, it's so better than you sitting silent trying to p- process it on a podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Probably processing it before we started the podcast would have been ideal. But anyways, we've been back a couple of days now. And we kind of, we got back on a, on a Sunday early in the morning, really late Saturday night, Sunday morning, and just kind of had to go straight into Monday, it felt like. Mm-hmm. And, and that's led to us feeling like we're starting this spiral that's, that's familiar to Katie and I. Not, mm-hmm. not extremely familiar, not like we live in this state of out-of-controlness or feeling like we're spiraling downward. Uh, but we've definitely felt it before, and we want to do all that we can in the practical ways to keep ourselves from spiraling in a very negative way, mentally and emotionally and, and physically. Um, and so, you know, we're going to give some very practical kind of simple sounding tips that we do and that we're in the moment, like even this afternoon, implementing into our lives and planning tomorrow on how we can implement these tactics into our lives. Uh, so it's very real time here. Katie and I, we're not like on the back end of coming out of a downward spiral. We're in the midst of spiraling i would say we're we're in the midst of stopping a spiral yeah because discouragement like elisha said at the in the intro is supernatural everyone supernatural everyone experiences discouragement everyone experiences fatigue or times when they're bummed out and what matters is how long that time is Mm -hmm. do we just experience it for an hour or a day or two weeks or do we let it affect our year Mm -hmm. some people live in a state of melancholy and depression some obviously there's so many reasons i I hate to use that term depression because sometimes it's chemical imbalances sometimes it's mental imbalances but depression can last for a long time if it's if you get into negative of a spiral yeah and i think that katie and i because i 100 percent agree and we're both saying this I think to preface that we're not approaching this even from obviously a medical standpoint. No, we're not no. even we're not even approaching it from um, like a spiritual discipleship standpoint. Uh, we're approaching it from very like simplistic, really obvious things that we can do on a daily basis to keep us from spiraling. Because yeah. even from a spiritual standpoint, getting in God's word is it's always. It should always be the first thing, you know, dropping on your knees before the Lord and crying out to him and getting with the Lord. Those are things that are big and I think we should grow in. Um, and But the things we're going to be talking about are even like more maybe, I don't know if silly is the right word. They're just far more simple than, than even sometimes those things can seem. 
Yeah, I remember. Well, that one's in there. We definitely mentioned that. But sometimes it's not all it takes, I think, is Mm -hmm. what you're saying. And when, I forget how long ago it was, but I heard this quote that you can tell how mature someone is by how quickly they are able to return to joy. And After facing disappointment. Yeah. We'll just return to joy after anything. Hmm. So basically you're returning there. So going from a place of not joyful, so it might be anger, sadness, confusion, despair, any yeah. of those things. And that maturity is how quick can you bounce back? Yep. And I think I was like 14 when I heard this. And my parents loved the concept because you see a little kid, sometimes it'll take them a really long time to return to that place of joy. Mm-hmm. They're like moping or pouting around. And so my parents would always tell us, return to joy, return mm-hmm. to joy. Like how fast can you return to joy? And that's just something that's been on my mind a lot today. Wanting to grow in this area of returning to joy quickly after feeling discouraged. That's so good. I love the, that, you know, you just find that quote, uh, a sign of maturity is, is your, is your ability to return to joy quickly or what, something along those lines. Yeah. And I'm watching it. I have no idea what the actual quote is. What's funny is that the first time I heard that, Katie, I don't know if you even know this, was um, when Katie and I had just started dating and y- you and I had kind of, your father had kind of interceded in, in himself. You know, he kind of put ourselves in the midst of our relationship and really slowed things down. He said, hey, this this is going to be the new the new normal now. And I remember I was really disappointed. You were disappointed. And I went and I had a big, long talk with your dad. And I was really bummed out. And I can remember exactly where we were sitting. It was that house you guys were renting, the Triple D Ranch. Oh, oh, yeah. really? Yeah, like was, the one I have a picture of? Yeah. That, I have yeah. a picture of this moment where yes. Elisha has his arms crossed. My dad has his arms crossed. They're like seven feet away from each yes. other, just glowering at each other. Yeah, I had just gotten done, I think, with a concert. So I had like a full suit on. Yeah. And your dad was like in a white T-shirt. You were and coming his, according in your yes, suit. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, uh, but... I remember I just voiced my disappointment and, you know, I was frustrated with this new way we had to go about our, our relationship. And I remember he heard me out and he said, well, clearly you're disappointed, Elisha. He goes, but I want you to know that a sign of maturity (laughs) is your ability to return to joy after facing disappointment or it's how quickly you can return to joy after, after facing disappointment. Uh, And that was the first time I had ever heard that. So you don't have like a great feeling when you hear that No, I think it's a phenomenal concept and I, and I truly do want to lean into that. If you guys haven't listened to our, our love story, our dating relationship, that's probably like episode three or four. It's, it's back in the beginning. I'll link it in the show notes, but Elisha and my dad are great friends now mm-hmm. as far as they really respect each other and have a good relationship oh, i don't we, sense any tension enjoy, there i think we enjoy each other too like i yes. love being with your dad and i have yes. so much fun with him but when i was dating they butted heads like they hated each other's guts a little bit <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty dramatic <laughs> that's what it seemed like okay so we're gonna get into uh just some of these practical things that we do when we face when we feel ourselves starting to head in a down downward spiral. And, you know, even speaking of your dad, this is something that I, I can, even some of these concepts I can attribute to your dad because mm-hmm. I'm sure many of you have heard us talk about our giant five and we got the giant five concept from Katie's dad, Chad Johnson. But in addition to the giant five, he's got his basic five and his basic five are just very practical things that he can do on a daily basis 
that really help him in making progress towards his giant five. And so Katie and I both kind of have some elements of our basic five and what we're going to be sharing today. And uh, so thank you, Chad Johnson, once again, for inspiring Katie and I in these concepts. And also, since we're talking about your father-in-law, I'm going to do another plug. Your father-in-law? My father-in-law. You're right, your father. I just wanted to clarify. Yes, since we're talking about your father, Katie, I want to make a plug because he's got an event for men coming up here the first weekend in October 2019. Oh, yeah. He's going to be hosting um, a men's like leadership camp. And I'm really excited to be attending there. It's going to be in Bend, Oregon. Um, and if you want more information about this, you can go to theacademy.com. And the, the event's called The Academy. Elisha wasn't pronouncing that wrong. It's like Chad inside of Academy. Yeah. So it's Academy. Yeah. So theacademy.com. And you can learn more about this event. Really, if you're anywhere from the ages, I'd say down to even like 16-year-old. Um, maybe 16 to 18, probably in there, mm-hmm. all the way up to, you know, 40, 40 year old men, probably. Yeah. Um, it's just r- really awesome Christian leadership stuff that we're going to be talking about. Okay. So let's dig into what we do when we're facing discouragement and we feel ourselves heading downward. Well, the first thing that I always try to do before I make any rash decisions is I try to get a good night's sleep. And this might sound very easy to a lot of you listening. (laughs) Maybe it's easy to you, Katie. But for me, this is probably one of the greatest challenges in my life. And right now, as Katie and I are going about our days and I'm feeling this temptation to really fall into discouragement, and and I call it a temptation because I really do think it is the devil tempting me to let my brain go to a discouraging place. And I really want to use self-control and discipline to fight that temptation with the word of God, with the spirit that's living in me and, and walk in freedom from that. But whenever I'm tempted, I know that I need to get rest. And right now I'm feeling depleted physically. And it's been, many of you know, I have a hard time sleeping and we're actually going to be seeing a sleep specialist here. Um, I guess we're still trying to get that scheduled. But, um, yeah, I'm going to schedule um, it. But it's really been a rough, especially few months for me um, with my sleep. And that, and that really, it affects my overall worldview. So the vision that I once had that was so exciting and exhilarating and was propelling me forward now just seems daunting and overwhelming. And it's not that my vision's changed. The exact same things are there in my vision. They just seem so hard and out of reach. And instead of being what gets me up in the morning, a lot of times it, what, it's what makes me just want to stay in bed. And, and knock it up because they seem too daunting. And so first things first, before I make any rash decisions to change my goals, to change the trajectory of my family, to move jobs, to change careers, I, I really need to get rest. And I need to make sure that my body's rested so that I'm able to think more clearly. So that's kind of number one on the agenda for me. And I'll say just along those lines of sleep, This also is what we do when we feel like our marriage is spiraling Hmm. because that could be a very specific spiral. Our conversations are spiraling. And I think we've gotten better at not bringing up sensitive topics in bed. Mm -hmm. I say that because I was the one that would bring them up. Like, it's the end of the day, you know, and this is kind of on my mind. But my parents always said, and I think there's a verse that says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath or down on your anger. And I took that to mean you need to hash 
out what, you know, when you get in bed, that's your last opportunity to yes. hash it out before you go to bed. Yes, like Satan's getting a foothold in there Yeah, if you don't resolve everything before you go to sleep. Yeah, and it doesn't say you have to resolve everything. The verse just says, don't let the sun go down upon your anger. And so now I feel like Elisha and I can agree to disagree and sleep on it. And sometimes the issue totally goes away in the morning. Yes, because we just went to sleep. Yes. And, and so we choose not to be angry. We're like, we're going to talk about this in the morning. Right. But right now we're just going to go to sleep. Yeah. And I think that's been really helpful because sometimes if we have these, some of our lamest moments have been in the middle of the night when we're arguing and Elisha wants to go to bed and I'm mad about it. And yeah. then you wake up the next day and you feel awful. Like what just happened last night? Yeah. So anyways, yes, that's no. just kind of a sideline thing about sleep. But. Yeah. But it's totally applicable because it's, it's just remarkable how your perspective on life, your perspective on a, a small contentious conversation or a big contentious conversation you were having, well, yeah, just any point of conflict that you were having in your relationship, they can seem so uh, trivial and, and kind of non-consequential after a good night's sleep. Yeah. And so, yeah. And I do want to say, if people are like me out there who, I guess sometimes Elisha will be, I can sense he's distant from me. So when I get in bed, I'm like, what's the deal? You know, like, tell me. And he's thinking probably this is what i'm assuming you don't want to get into it right then yeah or you're thinking i just need to sleep and see what happens but sometimes you'll tell me like i'm just feeling discouraged right now but i don't want to talk about it mm -hmm. or i'm kind of upset at you you'll say it in a better way than that but i don't want to talk about it yes. so we'll communicate yes there's an issue we're going to talk about it later yes so it's not like I just am laying in bed wondering, like, is he mad about work? Is he mad at me? Whatever. I know, yeah. okay, there's something. We'll clear it up. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And, and, al and along those lines, we're going to be um, sharing with you some tools that we actually have coming out. Oh, are you, am I saying this? Well, I want to know. I was going to see what your response was yeah. with me saying that. Because I really think the 25 words is very applicable to that situation. I think so, too. So what yeah. is our... Will it be up next Tuesday? You want to guarantee it? Our our book? Yeah. You heard it. Our book's going to be available. Next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. This has honestly been a big reason. It sounds so trivial, you guys. But a big reason why I've been pretty bummed out, pretty stressed out. Because I think we've talked about this for so long. And it seems like every time we're on the brink, like I've uploaded the books on Amazon everything seems perfect and then we run into another problem and yeah. then we run into another problem and it's like another week another week another week and these were done in like april yeah so elisha and i just decided perfectionism is getting in the way of this we're it just is. gonna pull the trigger yeah so yeah look forward to our books on tuesday you'll be able to order them yes sorry for throwing us off topic there katie that was my bad i just couldn't help but think about that tool that we have in the book Yes, I think is 25, very... what? It's 25 words? Oh, no, sorry, the word, the word match. match. Word match, not 25 yes. questions. Yeah, yeah. Where it's basically a sheet where you pull out the sheet and it has a bunch of different emotions on it and you can just point to what emotions you're feeling. Yes. If you don't want to, if you don't even know what you're feeling yep. sometimes and you're trying to communicate it to your spouse or if your spouse never talks to you about their emotions, sometimes it's helpful to just have them point out what the emotions are right. or be able you, to show your spouse. Cause you might think like, man, they're, they're really mad at me right now. I don't get it. But then you point to a word and, and maybe they say, maybe they're scared. Maybe there's something happen out, happening at work where there's change in leadership or your company mm -hmm. got acquired and you're just fearful about your job. 
but you don't know how to communicate that. And so your spouse takes it, you know, personally, like they did something wrong. Mm -hmm. So it's a very helpful tool, I think. Yes, I think so too. Okay. So like I said, step number one for me to keep myself from spiraling too far downward is to get a good night's sleep. The second thing that I like to do is when when it's not night, you know, I got a good night's sleep and I'm feeling like I'm moving forward in the right direction, but maybe there's still some residue of discouragement. You know, there's still, it's still hanging, hanging around there a bit. I really like to dig in to a task or a project that has very visible, uh, very visible and tangible results. And so for instance, that can be as simple as cleaning the kitchen or doing the dishwasher, unloading the dishwasher. It can be cleaning out my car or simply doing a load of laundry or folding my laundry. I'm trying to give Elisha less room to have tangible results with the housework. Oh, yes. Sometimes I really have to look for these projects. Go out to the back. Sometimes I'll go out to the backyard and tidy up the kids' toys. Um, but things that just kind of, you can focus on the task. And then after a while, you, while you think, wow, my, my clothes look so good folded like that. They're so organized. And you've got this positive momentum started in your day. And this can go, and I'll even go further and, you know, maybe take a shower or just get dressed, get out of my sweats and my, my, you know, slip my pajamas and, and get, get dressed for the day or I'll exercise, get my heart rate up and sweat. And that totally, the physiological, uh, what, what happens physiologically in that process is crazy because then that can affect my mindset so much. And back in Bend, I used to jump into the cold river. I loved jumping in the cold river because getting into that cold water and just shocking my body and then getting out, it had such a physiological impact on my, you know, on my body that it would just clear my mind out as well. So those are some things I really like doing as well. And I think you can think even with the cold water or with something like working out, you're telling yourself, I can do hard things or I can push through something that's uncomfortable. And I would say I use this even if, you haven't gotten to a good night's sleep yet. Mm-hmm. Like this is what I've done today right? because I knew I was tired. I didn't want to shoot my whole day. Yep. I think in times past when I was younger, I would say, oh, I'll start tomorrow. Yep. There's something so awesome about a fresh start. But I had kind of a lame morning here with the kids and I didn't want to have a lame afternoon and evening. And so I needed to start having positive triggers right away I actually vlogged today and you guys will see the emotional ups and downs of today but for me like Elisha said getting that instant gratification when sometimes the big picture is too big and there's too many problems and you feel overwhelmed because you can't solve them all Mm -hmm. maybe it's relational I think I had a combination today going on of relational struggles and kind of business type stuff and I think you probably felt similarly i don't know yeah i think so too and and a lot of those small little wins can can just get you headed in the right direction in fact when i was single um i can remember i comprised i had some rather discouraging years in my single single days but i remember at one point it was i had just moved out of my parents house for the first time and katie and i were not yet um married i don't even think we were dating at the time um, but I just, I didn't feel like I had a ton going on in my life. I was working at a restaurant, working on getting my real estate license. And, you know, when you're working at a restaurant as a server, you don't have to show up to work until like three o'clock in the afternoon. And then you work until whatever, 11 o'clock. And, and then I would be tempted just to stay up till like one o'clock and then sleep in until who knows, little 1030, I don't know, 11 o'clock because you could, and then get up and, and you go to work, you know, a few hours later. 
and this, it just was such an unhealthy cycle that I found myself in. And I was already facing kind of discouragement and just being on that bad schedule really sent me further down that path. And so I comprised a list of one minute wins that I could, that I could do on a daily basis because one minute is so unintimidating. And so a one minute win would be as simple as combing my hair. So I'd comb my hair and be like, wow, it took a minute. I already feel better about myself or brushing my teeth. Or, you know, when I was in the shower, I'd end my shower with 60 seconds of cold water. And I would just sit in the cold water for 60 seconds. And you think, man, I just was able to endure that hard thing for 60 seconds. Or even when getting in God's word was daunting, I'd say, okay, well, how many verses can I read in one minute? And I'd set my phone timer for 60 seconds and just start reading. And sure enough, even one minute of God's word is totally edifying. <laughs> yes. I've, I feel like you need to coin that term. One minute wins. Mm-hmm. That's too good. Yeah. That is too good. Yeah, I haven't good. heard anybody else say it. That was, it's, it's original as far, as far as I know. <laughs> That's seriously so good. Because I think of today, something that helps me is getting dressed. But I didn't want to, I didn't have the energy to get like all fancy today. And so just changing out of a shirt that had a lot of spit up on it and putting in earrings and putting on mascara, it took like a couple minutes, hmm. but it did make such a difference in how I perceived myself Yes, and yeah. how I interacted with the kids and how I wasn't like embarrassed when I came and saw you at the office. Yeah. I loved seeing you today at the <laughs> yeah. office. That was so fun. That was really fun. Okay. So that was, uh, that was point number two for me. Tip number two is do something that has, that shows tangible results. Um, so cleaning something up, you know, go ahead, Katie. What are you gonna oh, say? Well, I want to say just along those lines before we move on to, you'll be thankful for the actions that you took at the, in the moment, maybe the next hour or the next week or three months from now, because action follows something Elisha and I tell each other a lot or tell ourselves is that feelings follow action. Yes. Action rarely follows feelings. That's the icing on the cake. When the actions are following your feelings, that's like a fun stuff. That is fun. Yeah, you're doing it because you already want to do it. Yes, yeah. but the difference in maturity and the difference of people who actually get where they want to go is I think they lead with their actions. Yes. And so in the moment, if I'm having a lame day and I decide to coast through the day and not do anything, maybe veg out on social media, just try to put on something for the kids to watch. Don't invest in that relationship. Don't invest in Elisha's in my relationship. Don't cook. All those things have negative ramifications down the road. Where if I choose to just clean our house this afternoon, Hmm. make dinner, I'm not inspired to do those things. Send a text, hang out with the kids, have a conversation with Elisha. I will be so grateful for those things tomorrow. Mm. Yes, And it stops that negative spiral because tomorrow I have some things to count as wins that I did today. Yeah. Yeah. You're Instead so right. Instead of tomorrow waking up and feeling like I'm a loser. I just wasted yesterday. Yep. And that I feel more of that spiral. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. That's why it is. So, I mean, the more you can train yourself to catch that spiral sooner rather than later, really the easier it is. It's never easy, but no. the easier it is, the quicker you can jump on it. Yeah. Um, yes, that's for sure. Uh, so that's, yeah, do something tangible, do something kind of simple and to get you head in the right do direction. Do a one minute win. A one minute win. Exactly. You see how many pushups you can do in 60 seconds, you know? Okay. So the third thing, uh, that I put on here is, is, is take a free day or, or, or if you don't want to take a free day as an individual, maybe get out of town 
as a family. And again, this is a little bit more of a big, bigger deal, obviously. If for Katie and I, we like to give each other a free day. We shoot for like once a quarter, but I'd say it probably happens twice a year for each of us. I think we were a lot better about it in Bend. Yes, we haven't done it yet here in here in Centralia, um, but we want to. Yeah, and and basically what a free day looks like needs it. We both is, is no, you know, no internet, so no, no social media. A lot of times we'll even leave our devices at home and we get away from the home because even if you try to rest at home, there are still so many tasks and responsibilities that are looming over your head when you're in your own home Mm -hmm. that kind of cloud your vision. And so we like to take turns to, you know, Katie will take all the kids for the whole day and all get away from first thing in the morning until after dinner. So, you know, we even eat our meals alone, you know, I'll go away and I'll, and I'll get out of town. I'll go maybe pack a picnic and get out into the, get out into nature. Um, and then Katie will do the same thing. And sometimes we'll get fancy and like have a spa day, you know, get a massage yeah. or. And sometimes because we do have young kids, for me, these have looked like a three or four hour stretch. I don't think I've ever or or I've done like two hours before lunch and maybe like three hours after lunch. Sure. Or like she'll come home for dinner. Yep. So it doesn't like when my parents take free days, they're at a different stage of life than we are. And. They'll spend the night in a hotel. Yeah, they'll do 24 hours. Yeah, so that's kind of the original concept of the free day, but we kind of broke it down to fit our lives now instead of being like, well, we'll do that when we're 45 or 50. We're just like, okay, how can we apply this on our budget at our stage of life? Yeah, and but we try to take as many principles from you know that free day that your dad talks about um, and apply them. So no, you know, no social media, no work related content. Um, What are other things? I don't. I mean, just don't work. Don't Re- only restful activities. So it's a lot for us that looks like reading, yep. writing. Uh, we we love like walking. Yeah, just walking. Walking. Yep. Just things that are out of the ordinary. I think that you just resting. Don't... Yes. Take resting. a nap. Do the nap that you've been putting off for forever. Yeah. For me, that's, that's right. encouraging. And I think too, this is a principle that I want to know is best used before it's it's a principle that's supposed to keep you from spiraling yes so that's good we've gone too long without this because we're trying to stop a spiral yes this is we're we're using this as treatment to where we're at um rather than using it as preventative measures because that's the idea of a free day is to keep you from being kind of where we're at right now yeah exactly so yeah, so but that said, that you can you can use it afterwards too. Exactly, or getting out of town. It's it's remarkable. Katie and I always talk about whether we lived in Bend or we live here in Centralia. We load the kids up, and it's like you get outside your city limits or you get outside your county line, and you start thinking differently. At least mm-hmm. we do. You get out, you get on a highway, get off the freeway, freeway maybe, and you get on a more remote, less traveled highway, and you get out into the countryside out of town and you just your brain frees up it does for katie and i you get away from the responsibilities of your home and your hometown because even you know going to the grocery store in your town you still it reminds you of of work you know going going around town it reminds you of work and there's of your lots responsibilities. of triggers yes. in your own he- town for different things whatever yes, it may be exactly and so just getting away it's remarkable how that can bring back that vision, that vision that you lost or the excitement that you, for the vision that you once had. Maybe that's what's gone. And it's crazy how just physically removing yourself from town can bring that back. 
And ultimately, it's once again, you want to take those actions to lead your emotion. But when you get emotion on your side, that's a huge win. Oh, yeah. It's a huge win. That's so, the whole goal is to get emotion on your side. I don't and know if that's the whole goal, sailing. but it is. It is just so when your emotions really support your goals and in your principles and what you're trying to achieve in life, then that's a really fun way to live life. And it's rewarding. Well, I think of that in marriage. You can take action that you know will be good for your marriage. But when emotions on your side and you're in love with oh, your spouse yeah. and you're naturally doing all those things, that's like where it's at. That's a hundred percent true. Exactly. That's the, that's always the goal. Yeah. Yeah. So when we talk about wanting to have a romantic marriage or wanting to have a fun and impactful family, we want to find actions that we can take to always be moving us in that direction because we know that the emotions are not always going to be what's leading us in mm -hmm. that direction. And so we want our actions and disciplines and principles to be leading us in those areas. Okay, you didn't tell them your uh, giant five. My basic or not five? basic five. Yeah, okay. Only it is four because we couldn't remember we the fifth one. We couldn't remember the fifth one for us. But anyways, this is, so we talked about how Chad, Katie's father, has his giant five. And we have our giant five. We've talked about our giant five on this podcast. But for, for me, my basic five, and I kind of stole this from Chad once again, it's number one get to bed at a reasonable, reasonable hour. Number two, get up at a reasonable hour. Number three, get in God's word. And number four, exercise your body. Just move your body. I can't remember what the fifth one was. So well, it's now you have four. a basic four. <laughs> yeah. But you know what's encouraging is how reasonable that seems to me. Just get to bed at a, at a reasonable hour, get up at a reasonable hour, get in God's word, and exercise my body. And if I'm honest with myself, even in this place of being rather overwhelmed and slightly discouraged, um, those those basic four do not seem like a big deal. They don't seem that overwhelming. And I can really, I guess, implement those things immediately. Yeah. And basically what we're trying to share in this podcast and what we're trying to train ourselves to do is have these basic muscle memory steps. Yes. They're so simple. They're so second nature to us that when we start to feel these emotions, th this overwhelm, a lack of excitement for life because it just seems too hard, we just fall back on these little steps. Yes. We've done them so much that it just is becoming second nature. Yes. That's the goal. Exactly. That's the goal. And I feel like even the fact that we can articulate them to each other and we knew, oh, that's what you do. This is what I do. And they were, I guess, when Elisha and I shared... When we were talking about this podcast, we shared similar things that yep. we do. And what's cool is that we have gotten more and more and more consistent at doing those. Yes. Which so is true. encouraging. I think it is encouraging. <laughs> I think maybe it's a sign of maturity, Katie. It's a hopefully, sign of maturity. Hopefully. Right on. Well, folks, hopefully that this was helpful to you. Maybe you guys took some pointers from this. And I know it was actually helpful to me. Just articulate the things I want to implement immediately. And I know it's going to be, it's really necessary actually that we implement these things immediately because I don't want to live my life as a discouraged husband or as a discouraged father mm -hmm. and definitely not as a discouraged son of God. Um, and so a child of God. Yeah. So I really want to just implement these things now and grow in me and grow in that area. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys so much for hopping on and listening. It means so much. And I'm so grateful that we can share just our lives and what we're going through with you guys. That's right. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye.